Learn to be you, the podcast. Real talk, real people. Welcome back to another episode. This is episode five of season three of the Learn to Be You podcast. And we have Leah here um, as usual. And we have today the fantastic Paul. And I'm going to pass her over to Paul so he can introduce himself to you guys. Over to you, Paul. Thank you, Jay. It's lovely to see you guys. Welcome and thank you for inviting me to this podcast. It's a it's an honour and a pleasure. Um, a little bit about myself. Yes, my name's Paul McNeil. I'm 52 years old. Happily married for a very long time. I've got to say that. Uh, two wonderful grown-up kids. Um, I am now. And I say now a qualified life coach. I have been for about 18 months. I'm also qualified in Reiki, uh, a new energy modality called Teloa. So I practice both of them with clients. Uh, I'm also a mental health first aider. Mental health support is something I'm very passionate about. Uh, and also a mental health facilitator uh, with a UK charity called Andy's Man Club which is growing all the time across the UK. And finally, I work three days in the corporate world. Uh, and I, I deliberately put that last because um, it's probably the thing I'm less passionate about, but it still pays the bills more or less. So, uh, yeah, so that's a bit about my, my background. Thank you. I love that. I have never heard of that second energy healing thing. So maybe we'll get onto that in the recording, depending what the wheel spins, because actually that sounds, that's intrigued me. I've never heard of that in my life. But Leah, do you want to spin the wheel so we can find out what we're talking about? Because yeah. this is the bit where I get nervous that I'm going to have nothing to say and then I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> right, Leah, do her magic. What are we talking about today, Leah? Mental health support. You won't be able to see it on the screen there, but yeah. Mental health support. Health Amazing. Support. Okay. Amazing. I think I think this is the thing, isn't it? That's especially because obviously I I work with the children, and a lot of people don't actually really know what the word mental health even means, and it's quite surprising. I guess for me personally, on a, on a who I work with, obviously I do work with adults, but generally the children only hear that word when their mental health is bad. They don't know it, it as everybody has mental health it can be zero to ten but everybody has mental health like everybody has physical health so yeah i'm looking forward to this conversation because i think it can enlighten a lot of people because a lot of people like i say i personally speak to don't actually really hear this word until they're having either a mental health crisis or they're severely down that path but yeah paul um tell us a bit about your take on on this subject yeah sure um so it's something I'm very passionate about um, and happy to be vulnerable, which I think is actually a power in itself and something I've learned that it is okay to talk and it is okay to be vulnerable, especially as men. Um, so I need to go back about just over two years ago. Um, I was a high flyer in the, in the corporate world, a very senior position, lots of responsibility, lots of pressure. Um, there was a couple of things going on in my life at the time as well. And I broke, I completely broke down mentally. Um, diagnosed with low mood, anxiety and depression. Uh, I had suicidal thoughts. I was in a really, really dark place. 
And looking back now, it needed to happen. I believe it was it was divine intervention uh, that that needed to it needed to stop the the downward spiral that was in the place I was going and the type of person that I was becoming, as well, very much orientated around making money, looking good. Ego was just really in control, um, and my responsibilities as a husband, father, friend was secondary, you know. And, you know, I was ashamed of that. I've dealt with that shame and guilt now and I've put it to bed. Um, but that was my first real introduction to mental health. And as you said, what what was bad about mental health? But as we, all, as we know, there's a good mental health. We all have mental health, right? Um, so it led, it, it led me on a path. It put me on a path uh, to recovery. Um, that involved that involved uh, seeing a video on LinkedIn of uh, Jill Ritchie uh, obviously Jill and Lynette worked very closely together but Jill's story resonated with me in such a way that she was in the corporate world a high flyer herself and she changed direction became a coach I didn't even know what a life coach was and it kind of opened up a whole new world to me. You know, I then went on Jill and Lynette's uh, 21-day online program. I then joined uh, their masterclass, uh, which was six months. And that opened my eyes to how to look after yourself. Hearing things like inner child, never knew what that was. You know, self-love, meditation breathing properly, you know, it just opened up a whole new world. Um, and I started to get more and more passionate about understanding tools and techniques to control my own mental health better. But also there was a realization that I was put on this earth to serve others and help others and heal others. But the only way to do that, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? So I had to look after myself, get myself right first, and then start serving back to to the souls and humanity on this earth. Um, so I now, as part of my own company, Peaceful Minds, Scott Limited, uh, I offer life coaching, but with a spiritual with a spiritual twist, but also a mental health support twist. Um, I facilitate on every Monday evening. Uh, an Andy's Man Club group which involves opening the door to any man over 18 uh, the doors open to come in and understand that we can have a safe space, a confidential space to be vulnerable where no one's going to judge you and ult ultimately I've learned the art of listening, active listening you know, and holding space for people. Um, I'm also a mental health first aider, so I've been trained just to, as with, you know, with um, first aid generally in terms of, you know, how to give people mouth to mouth. You know, a lot of people don't really appreciate that there's actually a, a course where you can become a mental health first aider and understand when you're out in the street or in a, you know, in a pub or in a shop and you, you see a situation where someone's really struggling we now have 
certain tools and techniques that we can use to approach that person, listen to them, you know, gather information, and ultimately catch and pass, pass them on to someone who can give them help, you know. Um, and also recently, I've started up a new company with my partner, David Allison, called Claymore Mental Health Support, um, primarily focusing at men but and their partners, uh, really to share our story and help men and their partners that it is okay to talk. And by sharing vulnerable our story, people start to realise that they're not alone and there is help out there. Um, so again, David and I are very passionate to get this out there and help as many as many people as as we can. Um, so probably a long-winded explanation in terms of mental health, but for me, the, the stigma's still there. You know, a lot of people are saying it's improved. Maybe it has, but I know from my own journey, and even over the last three, four months in trying to get Claymore mental health off the ground, it's a very challenging area to get men out and talking, you know, so it's a slow, I would say it's a slow process, but it's, as we say in Andy's man club, you know, it just takes one man. If we can save one man from taking their own life, then there's a, there's such a reward in that. Um, and that's happened to me on a couple of occasions where, you know, I've approached men outside the Andy's man club because I just sensed there was something this is where my intuition and my energy comes into play. Um, and there were, you know, there were hours from taking the life. And one of them even explained to me what, how they were going to do it. You know, so it's, it's a powerful, powerful subject. And yeah, there's a lot of help out there. Um, but it's, we're really just scratching the surface. So I'm really passionate about giving some, giving that support back as much as I can. Thank you for sharing that. That That's the thing, isn't it? It takes men, and I know from the morning calls you're on, that myself and you, we, we can be vulnerable. And I think that is the first step, isn't it, to helping other men to be that way. But I kind of kind of resonate with what you said there because my journey into my personal development and my spirituality started through, through like, like I was working in an autistic school as a high-level TA, obviously quite a stressful job there working with. And then um, Leah, my wife, um, obviously is on this podcast. She she just been diagnosed with um, um, cirrhotic arthritis. And Jaden, my son, um, was being bullied at school, so I had like so much stuff going on and juggling so many plates. And I I I can't. And I I think. I went to the doctors and they wanted to give me medication. And I was like, I don't want to take medication. So, so that's how I kind of got into the life coaching. But before that, I think the breaking point was for me, which scared me a bit was I was walking to work and I, I can't say I was going to do anything bad to myself, but I just thought, what if I keep walking? And I didn't know where, and it kind of scared me enough to go, all right, enough's enough. I need to take care of myself here. But as like probably so many men's stories, you're not, taught that as a young man I don't think many children are taught that I know it's coming in a bit but but I know from the children I work with it's not taught to them it, it's still this this thing isn't it that you shouldn't be sharing your mental health and 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 like you say we don't hear of it but there are there is good mental health I guess us getting up every morning or going on morning calls or meditating or walking or today me and Leah 
didn't join the morning call, but we went out for a walk together. That's dealing. That's looking after my mental health. And I, I guess, I guess, there is still a a stigma for for men. Obviously, we can only talk from our perspective, and Leah can chip in. But but I love that you're out there showing men the way that actually, and I kind of do this quite a lot on my Instagram, just share how I'm feeling, good or bad, because actually I, I think like you with with the Andy Man Club, if if I can. And I'm, I've been. If I can support one man to just see it's okay to be in touch with your feelings, and it's okay to say I'm struggling, you don't have to do it all. Then I guess I've done my job. But yeah, Leah, do you have anything you wanted to add on to the subject at the moment? I think it's quite as as the 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 female within this. I think it's actually quite heartwarming that you are showing that side because me and Jay have had um, many conversations um, regarding the mental health in men and how dire it is. You know, it's very, it's a very scary world when it comes to the men's mental health. You know, I don't think, um, Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like there's enough out there to really show how bad the, the like suicide rates and things like that are w- within men mm. and a conversation me and Jay had um, not so long ago I feel like there's so much pressure on you to be a man's man what on earth does that even mean and I feel like actually I and like I said to Jay as a woman I feel for shame on that because I feel like the women put a lot of pressure on you men to be a certain way. And it almost, I mean, I probably get a lot of people disagree with me that listen to this, but, you know, it's my opinion. And I feel like as the the the, the female race, we do expect too much from our men. We don't want this man to show that emotion. You're weak if you, if you cry or you know, say you're struggling or anything like that because that's not the man thing to do. It's so archaic, I guess that's what I'm, I guess that's the the word to use there, you know, in, in the way a man should be. Like, who has a right to say that? So I think actually what you're creating, what you have created, Paul, is actually, it's quite magical. And I hope you actually do see that yourself and you do give yourself that credit because it is amazing what you are doing and actually holding that space and saying look here I am as a man telling you it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to not feel like you can be the backbone to your family it's funny we're all conditioned you know we're hardwired you know most people will know that by the time you're seven you're pretty much hardwired how you're brought up, what you see, what you hear. And men and women, means particularly in my own circumstances, and I had a very loving upbringing. Mum and dad loved me. Was, you know, would do anything for me, still do. Um, but it was a tough upbringing as well, whereby, you know, it was a pretty tough town in East Lothian. You know, I was brought up a a Catholic went to a Catholic primary school, and then you're you're thrown into secondary school, 
Um, there was 28 of us and about 300, uh, so let's, let's say, Protestants, and we're all thrown together. And, it, you know, it wasn't a lot of bigotry, but it took a little bit of time to, you had to really be strong and look after yourself. And I was just falling in my, my dad's footsteps. My dad, you have to be tough, you know. My grandfather was a miner. We're all miners, you know. So it was a man's world, and you had to be tough. And you know, you didn't cry. You know, crying was a sign of weakness, right? And it's only really recently that we're starting to break down these beliefs, and that's all they are—the beliefs, you know. And it's taken me a long time to strip these back one layer at a time, you know, and actually be and have a conversation, like even with my dad and with my friends, you know. And I know intuitively whether they're taking it in or not, you know. Uh, I've lost a few friends uh, because of the journey that I'm on now as well. Um, and that's okay. You know, I, I, I'm around the, the people now that I want to be around. You know, I've found my tribe um, and that's the important thing. But what, what I've found as well, I mean, I understand what you're saying about Women again. Women are conditioned the same as men, right? And it comes from their backgrounds also. But what I've seen from Andy's Man Club is it's actually it's actually the women that are pushing them to come to Andy's Man Club as well. So there's two sides to it, you know. Because men, the number of times, and I've done it myself, you've went along to the door and instead of walking in, you'll just walk past, and it's two or three weeks before they pluck up the courage to actually walk through the door. And once they walk in, and after one session, and they see the format, they see me, they see the the togetherness, they see and hear some of the vulnerable shares. You physically see their shoulders drop, and you see them lighten up. And by, by the end of the call, the call, the end of the session, because they're, they're in-person sessions, they're a different person. And that's after two hours, right? So they've been holding this baggage for years because they're conditioned and their beliefs are that you don't talk about this stuff, you know? But as I said, we're scraping the surface, but yeah, it is, it's, it's taken some time to go off the ground, but we're really persevering with it because we are really proud and we believe that there's, there's a real good cause here, you know? And, if, and again, if it's only five, six men at a time, then fantastic. We'll see where it goes. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing, just holding space and really listening to people. Properly listening, you know, active listening. Again, you, we all know when people aren't really listening to us, you know. Um, giving them that talk time, that five, ten minutes to answer some, some questions. You know, we ask, say, Similar questions, you know, there's three questions we ask. How's your week been? Give me one positive from your week. And then the third question is the big one is, uh, what do you want to go off your chest? Mm. And it can, take, it can take men several weeks to actually really, they'll, they'll kind of go around the, they'll kind of go around the sides until eventually you get to the root cause and then it comes out, you know, and there's, you know, there's emotion, there's rage, there's tears. But ultimately, after it, they've had a release. It doesn't, don't get me wrong, it's, it's maybe not healing them completely, but that release helps them a lot. And then they keep coming back. And the Monday evenings have become 
like it's the number one thing on the calendar of the week. You know, they, they, they just don't want to miss it. You know, um, so yeah, powerful things. Powerful. I love. I love that. I, I was part of a men's group online and I think sometimes even if I'm quite good at sharing, but even if you're not, I think just listening to other men talking and actually sharing really lets you go, wow, they feel the same as me. I'm not on my own because I think like you say, women, because not all women, but women talk, don't they? They, they go to their friends and sometimes they'll share. I'm not saying all women, some women don't, but actually men, it's just like you say, even though I kind of have kind of, worked on myself a lot and I've lost my ego and I'm very emotionally intelligent. I still find this core, this core thing comes through. I like to call it, I almost go into like man mode and it almost comes back because it's in you. It's still there. And I have to really work to not go into that because my thing is because of the men around me and I've stopped doing this as much. I beat myself up for going into man mode because because I don't want to be like them men. I guess that's what the men around me taught me. I don't want to be anything like you because actually, but then I used to go, and Leo probably agree with me here, to the polar opposite of trying to be a perfect man, which was also not good for my mental health because you can't be perfect. In my opinion, there's no such thing as perfect. I'm either aligned or I'm unaligned. There's no, no such thing in my vocabulary anyway of perfect because it's too much pressure to put on yourself. But yeah, I've just learned by watching. And I guess, I guess I don't come across many men like yourself, which is, is in, in where, where I kind of hang out is mainly women, but sometimes I kind of have the voice in my head, like you don't belong here, but actually I know I do because actually I've been told so many times me showing up and, and I guess you showing up too, Paul actually helps these women to understand and actually helps their partners. So I guess, I'm 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 doing some good there, but yeah, it it, it I I actually because of my own kind of limiting beliefs growing up around the men I did, I kind of struggle to kind of be around men. I I don't know, and I, I but I want that's something I want to work on. I want to put myself in places more men are because actually. I need to, I need to do that. And I know I need to do that. But so, so I think there's, I don't know if it's Andy's man club, but I know there's a men's group around my area. So actually I should go there really, because actually that's the first start of what I'm trying to work on. But yeah, I love that there are these places and I love that like once the men get in there, I guess for me, I'm quite energy as well. So I guess the energy in there would be good as well, even if you're just listening. So powerful, powerful stuff. I know like you, as a life coach from just holding space for other men, the power it can do. And it's not even about doing anything, is it? It's just about having that space to talk. So I absolutely think that's beautiful. And also the, the, the more places we can share that there are these places that these men can go and it's, it's private confidential. You don't have to tell anyone you go in there. Do you know what I mean? And actually there are is places to, to have this. So I absolutely Love that. So I guess, I guess maybe it's, I don't know. I guess, I guess if, if, if someone's listening to this, I guess for me, what comes to mind is if there's any men listening to this, just, just go search up these places because actually, like you say, there's, there's lots of places and there's Andy's man club, but there's obviously other different ones. We're not saying which one to go to just find a place that you feel comfortable. And I know because of obviously, 
through the pandemic, there's a lot of groups that are still online. So it's not even about having to leave your house if you can find one that's online. But there's, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's just about reach out. It's not weak. It's not unmanly. It's, it's necessary for everybody to speak. Mm. And, it, you know, without plugging too much Claymore Mental Health Support, we have, we're actually running another webinar on Tuesday. Uh, unfortunately, I can't attend it, um, but my, my partner's going to go with it anyway. And it's, it's just another opportunity to listen to our stories and we just talk a little bit about mindset, you know, about beliefs, about emotions, about habits, how they're formed, you know, limiting beliefs and how, given them some tools and techniques, how we can actually change, you know, and you've got to want to change, right? You know, it's like, um, there's a saying, you know, you can take the horse to water, but you can't make them drink it, right? So uh, it's about taking them so far that they have to be brave to take that next step or nothing, nothing's going to change, you know? Um, interestingly, I was thinking about this earlier, Jay, as well, in terms of the work you do, you know, it's for, for younger people. It's what I've noticed over the last three months or so is in terms of some of my clients. Um, so I've got, I've got women and male clients uh, in their 50s, 60s, 40s, 30s, um, but just recently, I've had three young men, one after the other, approach me in their early 20s, you know. Um, yeah, two of them knew each other, so one referred me to them. And all it took was a couple of couple of walks. I like to go in nature and do a sort of coach in nature walking with them. And a couple of sessions is all it took to just give them a little nudge in the right direction. But that every time what came up was school, how they were affected by school. And it really, and I started thinking about the work you're doing as well. And it was all about how they're conditioned, how, how they had to be the man. There was bullying, you know, the teachers weren't helping. And I'm not wanting to diss, you know, the, the, school, the schooling at all. But it was just interesting that all three, you know, from the kind of, Midlothian area here outside Edinburgh, and I'm sure it's the same everywhere. They were all affected by what happened at school, you know. Uh, so I thought that was just interesting to 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 bring up into the conversation. Mm. That's there the is thing. a lot of pressure mm. in school, isn't there, to be in that because it's that it's the one size fits all, and life is not one size fits all, but from the age of what, how old you be when you start school? Like four, three, four, until you're like 18 or so, you're stuck in that box. That's how it is. And then you get to that age. And I think it's very much like that in, I guess, even like within the mental health system as well, there's help to a certain point, And then you just left with no tools on how to actually live life and what life really is. You're not, let you you're not prepared for that you're just left to be in this big wide world now you've got to go and get a job and you've got to do interviews well how do i do that you've got the money and paying bills and how do i do that so so it is very again it's an archaic system 
that I think we've mentioned many a times on the podcast that actually when it comes to the education side of things that it needs a massive shake-up just as much as the whole mental health thing and the help within the NHS and things like that and it's a fantastic service I'm not again dissing the NHS or anything but there needs to be something more it needs a shake-up I think I think that's the thing isn't there there's a lot of pressure and I can remember this from leaving school to have everything figured out and Mm. I didn't have everything figured out till I was at least in my 30s. I'm, I'm, I was going to say I'm 38, but I'm not lying. I'm 39 <laughs> now. See, this is what happens when you get older. You forget how old you are. Um, I'm 39 now, and I've only just in the last couple of years really worked out what being a man means to me and what how I want to... Pre- and all these things. And I think that's the lovely thing about having our son, Jaden, home educated, because I can put into him the things that I believe are important for him to learn. Yes, he can learn maths and English all he likes. And yes, that probably will serve him. But actually, knowing how to come and talk to me and his mum, knowing there are safe people around to actually say, Dad, I'm struggling. I can't deal with this. And he does that. He does do that. Is 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 so much more beneficial to me than him going into school to fit into a box. But like you say, this is the thing. The education system, yeah, could have a shake-up, but it doesn't fit everybody. It doesn't fit everybody. And you find a lot of the people, obviously, my background is working in with, with challenging behaviour, obviously. Um, a lot of the, the young men that don't fit the system then get ostracised to some other unit where actually that's not helping them, is it? Their Behaviour is communication. Every behaviour is communication. So if you're acting up in school, there's something going on. And and what I think is, I think the good thing about us as life coaches, as men, and obviously, is is that actually there's people to talk to in school. But do you, as a young man or even a young woman, want to go from your classroom to the school counsellor where everyone knows you're going there? And you may not even resonate with that person. Whereas with us, you can choose who you work with. There's lots of life coaches out there, more, more and more every day. And, and that's the thing. If you reach out and we, you don't resonate with us, we can definitely find someone that will resonate, you'll resonate with. But I think, I think a lot of young people, and, and also I think for me, I don't have, not that it's necessarily about, I don't have elders. Like, like my granddad's not here anymore. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, where do young men, who do they look up to? Because I'm, I'm not saying in every family there's not elders there, but I don't, I don't know. It's just like there needs to be more men available to actually. I, I, I believe it takes a village to raise a child, and I, I, and that's I guess one reason why I actually want more men around me because I want Jaden to see healthy men and how men behave. Because however much I've tried to protect him, he's just seen how men don't behave. Like the only other man he had in his life was Granddad. Granddad's not around anymore. Granddad left. So in Jaden's eyes, all men leave. And I've had to deal with the backlash of that and almost deal with Jaden not wanting me out of his sight because actually daddy's going to leave. It's it's hard. It's so hard. And there's so many different, I guess, strands to this that actually it's, it's tough to be a young man or a young woman. And I, I don't remember life being so hard when I was young and for the children that I work with, it's just like, and most of the stuff I'm working on is anxiety to do with school. 
which is sad, isn't it? Because like you say, we can kind of see it from working with these young men. And obviously I work with young women, but nothing changes in the school system. And there are some amazing schools. I've worked with an amazing primary school that actually I did some sessions and they have so much stuff in place. They even have a therapy dog. They get to take a dog a walk. How amazing is that for primary school? So they have, there are some amazing schools. And I guess in a way, it's like we only hear about the things that are going wrong. That's generally, if you think about what people talk about, what people want to watch on TV is drama. And that's what, we, but there are probably some amazing things around like what you're doing, but these people don't know about it. Cause I get a lot of people coming to me and obviously cam uh, complaining that cams can't help that cams can only do what they can do like the nhs can only do what they can do but there are other alternatives like you're saying there are men's group there are webinars you can just sit and watch you don't even have to be on camera it's just getting some of this knowledge and i guess for me working with these young men and women they don't have this knowledge they they feel powerless they don't know like at school they're getting told you're feeling anxious go to another room but what do I do there? I, I don't know what I do. You, you're not letting me leave and go home to the person that can support me, but I don't know what to do. And I've had a, a few um, children come to me from even psychiatrists because the children are just saying what they, they think that they want to, them to say. So they get discharged because they're not comfortable. I guess for me, it's finding the right environment, isn't it? And I guess... I'm assuming like your stuff and Andy Man Club is kind of a casual place. It's not clinical. It's not you wait in line. It's it's you you're all there as brothers as such. Yeah. And and you're holding space. And if you want to speak, go ahead. If you just want to listen, just listen. If you yeah. want to hang out in the foyer and not quite make it into the room, that is fine. We've got you. We're here. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's beautiful. But like you say, it's it's getting the men in. And I guess I'm hoping that the more we talk about this, the more the men will see is actually okay to do this. And also a lot of these men are fathers of children, men or women. We want to be being amazing role models because as I just said, the amount of pressure on these young people, my son was in school for three years and we're still dealing with the damage of school. And and like you say, uh, so so it's 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 almost like let's get the tools in there. I'm not saying anybody's going to have a perfect life, but why do we not know about mental health? And and actually, there is good mental health if you do some of this stuff. Why do we not know about how our brain works? It it runs your body. It just baffles me how I teach even even teaching that anxiety to a level is normal. Everybody has anxiety to a level. Obviously, we don't all have it where it cripples us. But actually just teaching them some, some simple things. And these kids are going away feeling empowered, like I'm in control. I'm in control of, of some of this stuff. So it's just amazing how simple, and I, I guess probably Leah would know this, and obviously you, Paul, that some of the stuff we actually do to keep our mental health healthy is very simple. It needs to be consistent, but it is very simple. Well, Interestingly, the, the, the three young lads, I think the one was 20, the other two were 21, right? When I, and it literally was two two walks, two conversations each. And it was exactly that I was talking about, how their brain works, how they were a little bit about how they were being conditioned, not, not having a go at their parenting at all, but 
it's just a little penny was dropping. Oh, right. So that's why I'm acting like this. That's why I'm doing that. Talking to them about meditation. Now, meditation is not for everyone. All I say is give it a try for a period of time. Not just once and say it doesn't work, you know. Breathing. The, the importance of breathing. I mean, we, on the morning calls, you know, there's so many different breathing exercises now we get from Lynette and, for example, and box breathing, all these different things. I do a lot of Wim Hof exercises as well, the breathing. These things all calm down your nervous system, right? These guys have never heard of this stuff before, right? Walking in nature, you know, even cold water therapy. They, hadn't, they have not heard any of this stuff. They're all, they're all doing it now. And they see that they're already getting the benefits from it. And as you know, it starts a ripple effect, you know. Um, and one of the biggest things that is a problem for a lot of people, and included, it wasn't including myself, still comes up from time to time, is what other people think of you. You know, it's a, in school, you know, that's that's huge. That's huge in, in youngsters growing up. Um, and... I mean, I'm a massive Wayne Dyer fan. And I'm not saying, but if it was me, I'd, I'd have a whole class just talking about Wayne Dyer and some of the spiritual teachings that this guy's got. I think, I think the kids would learn so much from this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure they're going to do that anytime soon. Maybe in Scotland now, they're looking for a new first minister. Maybe I'll go for that. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's, but you're right, it, it's small steps. And, and all we can do is continue to shine our light, right, as best we can. And it's not going to be for everyone. Um, but every so often, you're helping someone, and that's one more person who's hopefully going to be going on a, a, a better path. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? It's the ripple effect, isn't it? Like those young men that you've, you've, you've helped, the ripple effect there as they go into relationships, as they have children, like I know the ripple effect from working with these young people, their families come to me in despair. They're, there's no way they don't know what they're doing. Their kid won't leave the house and then they're in school. And, 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 and however much I know I made impact on that, literally I know those young people have done that work. They've listened to what I've said and they've done that work and that's hard. So yeah, I can take my part in that, but actually it fills my heart to just see that they're actually living their life. And you're right. It's a lot about what other people think. Even as a man, it doesn't matter what age it's, it's what other people think. And it really, when you get to a place where you can give yourself self-love and look after yourself, you don't care what other people think. You don't. And when you're around those people, your tribe, actually everyone wants you to win. And I want everyone to win. And you can feel that love. And, and, and it's so amazing that everyone literally doesn't it's, it's almost like we almost get in our own way on how do i do this just start like you say breathing a lot of the young people laugh at me when i say to them you need to breathe properly but i'll be dead if i'm not breathing jay no you're not breathing properly let's try this they do it and they're like ah like a young man he said he got sent out of class because he was feeling anxious he said i trust jay he told me to breathe like this i'm gonna give it a go he said within two minutes I felt fine. He said, but the teacher forgot about me. So I got the whole period. I said, that's fine. You just got to chill. But it, 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 do you know what I mean? And I guess it's having men that are vulnerable and are willing to go, look, we've read all these books. We've done all these courses. We've tried it out. It works. Trust me. Try it. Give it a try. If it doesn't work for you, that's okay. But, but give it a go. And I guess yeah. it's trusting the people to just share this knowledge because this is the thing. We didn't just 
I learned the knowledge I've learned for myself and to help my son. But actually, it's too magical. It's too, too magical for me not to share this stuff. But yeah, I've absolutely loved this. And I, I, I think we'll start wrapping this up here. But yeah, I, I, my, my final point on this is just start. Just find that group. Just whether you're a woman or a man, there's groups out there for everyone. There's online, there's there's in person that you will find something. If if a lot of people I know are are feeling like the NHS is too long to wait, there's other options. There are other options out there. I'm not saying the NHS are not doing their job. They've got a lot on their plate. They're dealing with the severe, but there are other options. Like like some people like counseling. Some people prefer life coaching. Some people prefer on their own some people there's so many options i just i just hope that even one person listening to this podcast just reaches out and paul we will pop all your links below so if anyone wants to reach out to you they can reach yeah. out directly because this is the thing isn't it not everyone and i get this is going to resonate with me leah or you but there are people there are more people than i can count on my hand that literally will have your back but yeah any any other final points that you two want to make before we end this? I think for me, first of all, it's been a pleasure. Can't believe that's 45 minutes gone already. Uh, but it's a very passionate subject and a very important subject for us all. Um, nothing's going to change unless you take that first step. That's what I would say. What is it? I think it's Einstein says, you know, insanity is doing the same thing again and again and expecting something to change, right? So it's about taking that small, courageous step. And if you take that step, another step, the next day and the next day, things are going to improve in your life, you know? Um, and ask for help. No one's alone. You know, you might feel you're alone, but really there, there is a lot of help out there, as you said. Just just take that first bold step. Um, and it, again, if any of your listeners, if they want to reach out to me or look at my website or really just what an informal chat I'm happy to have that and, and point them in the right direction so thank you Lee do you have any final points you want to add to this conversation I think really it's about listening to yourself isn't it and knowing that actually that you know when you when something is off whether you want to admit it or not the knowing is there um, and I think a lot of the time it's down to the stigma that is attached to reaching out for help, reaching and, and like needing that mental health support. There's still, unfortunately, a huge stigma attached to that. And it's it's almost trying in that in your moment of need to ignore the stigma that is attached to it ignore the stories that you hear about oh they keep like you've mentioned it's weak to um to get help it's weak to have these feelings be that change be that change for yourself and and reach out and almost to prove to yourself that the stigma that you see <laughs> excuse me within the social media or within your own little um group of people or whatever the like, conversations you may hear that it's far from that reaching out and having these conversations is 
I don't think we have the time or the words to really express just how powerful reaching out and saying, I'll hold my hands up, I'm struggling. I cannot take another step the way I'm feeling. The power in just being open with and the support that you will get when you go to the right people is second to none when you when you when you break through that. So I think it's just really trusting yourself and ignore as I say ignoring the stigma really. It's a tricky it's a tricky subject, but I guess the more we talk about this, especially for men, I'm not discouraging women or discounting them. The more we talk about it, the more us men show up, the more our young men see this, the more other men see this. But yeah, just, just take that step. Like I say, thank you both very much for this conversation. Literally could talk about this for days because it's just so important, isn't it? Um, but yeah, just, 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 just take that step. Just reach out. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you found it just as powerful listening as we found it recording. If you would like to reach out to any of us on this episode, you'll find our details in the description below.